Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Howard Hello. who loved writing stories. Oh, this is brilliant. Young Howard wrote many stories and scripts. Mr. Quackers was on his magic toilet. But then one day, he grew up and discovered alcohol and laziness. So he put his writing in the attic and forgot about it. Twenty years later, Howard found his old stories and persuaded his lifelong friend Rufus to read them. Join Rufus and Howard as they embark on a mission to read everything he wrote from the age of five until now in The Worst Writer in the World. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so he sat to to every night But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah Woman of a no, woman of a no Worst writer in the world Worst writer in the world Hello, Howard. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing? It's been a while since I saw you here in this room ready to record an episode of The Worst Writer in the World. Yeah, well, I've been off in travels, my travels in time and space, Travels in time and space. Did the doctor leave you a letter saying to meet him at the chip shop because he'd been (laughs) tied up by Daleks and you had to go and be good at bricks at him? Is, uh, is, that, yeah. is that basically pretty much? Yeah, I got an invite to the TARDIS. I did. Okay, and, we got here with it. and uh, how was your? How were your adventures in time and space? Uh, not too good because really? I got David Tennant. Oh, yeah. And you were hoping for John Pertwee. Yes. <laughs> you know, none of these modern ones. Yeah, oh God, none of these modern Baker. pretty who's. <laughs> I wanted an old man. Old man, yeah, yeah. Oh, we all want an old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, you know, a young woman. Which is now the case, right? right yes. That, that it's okay to want a young woman now because Doctor Who is one. Oh, okay. So I think, it's fine. I think that's how it works. I think that's how it works. Fine now we now. can we can stop wanting old men now. <laughs> I'm confused, <laughs> isn't it? Is that what to. Doctor Who was about and now it's about no, this? Now it's okay to like be like like women. I think it's okay to like women now. Okay, yeah, good. yeah. I think that's what Doctor Who has taught us, that we don't have to only like old men now. Oh, or fantastic. young, pretty men. Yeah, or yeah. just men in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's now okay. <laughs> one thing we should say say actually oh, is yeah. that the actual we recorded this story um Tardis Five, a Doctor Who story before the news of Jodie Whittaker's casting came out so um we had no idea when we recorded this that the exciting adventure that was going to be a female Doctor Who coming up soon right I know. so you may if we sound very man-centric <laughs> when we record this well. it's because as far as we were aware they were never ever going to be brave enough to cast a woman in you that part you might discover right? within this though I was very very um, progressive and I've included a female time <laughs> you, woman you've included Included a woman, <laughs> unusually for you. But she's a time woman as a well. Time woman. What's that? What do you call them? A time a woman. A time woman. Time lord. If Doctor Who can regenerate to a woman, then they're just time lords. Well, no, I mean, no, no. Romana was a time lady. Yeah, but she, you know, but that was the eighties. It was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a lord now. <laughs> Anyway, enough of that. Enough about the TV show. Tell us, Howard, how old were you when you wrote the script for TARDIS's Five and why didn't you call it Five TARDISes? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was th- I was 13 stroke 14. OK. When I wrote so, this. Basically, that's so, basically, a weird age. Basically, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> 13 stroke 14. My brother was 14. <laughs> I used to stroke him. <laughs> 
So you were around 13, just a little bit older than when you wrote the bus story, in fact, which is that our most recent story, the uh, the yeah. mystery of the golden bus. You, we worked out you've been about 12. Now this one's 13. So yeah, it's now maybe I'm an adult a year. now, so I can yeah. write about Doctor Who. <laughs> You're much better. And why did you write this? What did you plan to do with it? Because well, we know the Golden Bus, you hope to send it to a publisher and become the next garden gang person. But what about this one? I guess with this one, I'd learned that Doctor had been cancelled. I thought, <laughs> now's a good time. Now's a good time Stop to write for that show. Scripts. Yeah. Yeah. I think at the time, the BBC still had, uh, still took um, unsolicited scripts. Ah, right. So, yeah, okay. I would have sent them in. Brilliant. I guess brilliant. I must have sent them in. Yeah. I've no yeah. recollection of. Of receiving a reply. <laughs> they probably decided they could ignore people like you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, shall we get on with it then? Okay. So, uh, what can you tell us about this one? It's called Tardis is Five. I can tell you that it's got a bad title. <laughs> I quite like it. Is there a cast list? Yes. Main characters. The Doctor, time and space traveller. <laughs> he is also referred to as the present Doctor. Wow, that's why. Doctor Two, earlier incarnation of the above, also referred to as the other Doctor. Why? Why? Why not just like have one term for each? Yeah. Yeah, you haven't realised that really scripts should just have one name for mm. each character, yeah. But you suss that out eventually, right? No. <laughs> Uh, John! Is it? Yeah. Hooray! Time Lord Secret Agent, Ooh. initially called Man. Oh, right, so he's got two names. This is what we're doing with this one. Everyone's yeah. got two names. Um, Sarah, Time Lady Secret Agent, initially called Woman. <laughs> I don't know whether you can say initially named Woman. I mean, that's not a name. No, is it? Yeah. referred to as. Um, you did that thing in the other script, didn't you, where you think of it like a story, so you don't want to reveal to the reader that it's going to turn out to be John. But then you've put it in the information page, so yes. you've then tripped yourself up anyway. Yeah, it ruins it. Yeah. It? Cyberlord, a golden-coloured Cyberman. But you've underlined coloured, a golden-coloured Cyberman. Yeah, because he's not made of gold. Oh, OK, OK. Because then he'd be um, allergic to himself or something. <laughs> so you thought, i better put that in case they think I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, superior to all other Cybermen. I am the gold-coloured Simon. <laughs> I am superior to you. You can't use that voice. No. Really. You've got to use that voice for two Doctor Who's already. No. The Master. Whee. An evil renegade Time Lord, old enemy of the Doctor. I'm Co glad that I felt the need to tell the BBC who the Master, who the master is, yeah. was, who Doctor Who was. Yeah. Uh, computer can talk and belongs to the Cyber Lord. President. I mean, yeah, I assume it can talk if it's in the cast list. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like list listing props. is a box. Yeah. <laughs> Shoes. Wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm surprised you haven't put the TARDIS in. That's a, basically a character in your stories, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> v Prezi. <laughs> v Prezi, the vice president of Gallifrey. I had a weird, weird thing about saving ink, didn't I? Yeah. Like, make weird abbreviations. Oh, I can save myself some ink. <laughs> Companion, the companion of the Doctor. Hey. <laughs> I don't know if you can guess who that's going to be. Mm. Companion 2, the companion of the I other I wonder if his name's going to be John, just to confuse it with John, the Time Lord Secret Agent. Other characters. Cyber Leader, three Cyber... Cyber Leader... So Cyber Lord, Cyber Leader, three Cyber Men. Six Time Lord Guards. Mother, boy, a barman, four vicious thugs. <laughs> Give us all your money. <laughs> Two policemen. A man who works at the police station. A policeman. <laughs> 
two policemen and a man who works at the police station yeah. as a policeman. Yeah, I think that means desk sergeant, but I don't okay. know what one or was. Or a cleaner. Yeah, it could be, couldn't it? Yeah. Fifteen citizens of burglar. Earth. Yeah. <laughs> a man who steals from the police station. Fifteen citizens of Earth. They're just walk, walking yeah. around in a, in a group. <laughs> who are you? We are citizens of Earth. Fifteen of us. <laughs> props. Props. Yeah. Oh, well, that's You're really good at me, isn't it? Now? List the props. And there's not many for such a long story. Yeah, yeah. Two police boxes. I thought it was called Tardis's Five. Three toilets men's. <laughs> Three toilets men's. Ladies and disabled people. Three toilets, men's, ladies and disabled people. Oh, wow. Check out your punctuation here. I just don't need to check it out. It's perfect. Have a, have a look, see if you can suss that in why you've chosen that organisation of things. I don't know where I'm looking. Three toilets. <laughs> <laughs> see, even you can't take that seriously. Can't justify that semicolon. <laughs> that was probably an accident. Yeah. Let me, let me tell the listener what you've done. OK, now try and picture this in your mind, listener. Three toilets, hyphen men's, semicolon, ladies, comma, and disabled people's, dash, semicolon. <laughs> Lots of computers. Gliding mm. robots. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. <laughs> have, I, I want there to be lots of gliding robots in my story, please. Uh, could you get more gliding robots? Yeah, yeah. And also... There probably have plungers coming out of them as well, don't they? Gliding robots. Yeah. And also, several other small objects are needed. <laughs> good uh, good prop list there. And other stuff. Just read the script, <laughs> what you're doing. I couldn't be bothered. Page one. Doctor Who TARDIS is five. We see a control room. Do we? <laughs> the Aranthrans are here. No. <laughs> they have an evil stare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I doubt it was going to be that good at the beginning because, no. I mean, that, that one started so well with the evil stare. I can't I imagine it's going to be as good. So you can't trap that old lightning in, in a bottle twice, can that's you? That's true, that's true. You've got to get new lightning in a different bottle. Yeah. Let's hope there is some. We see a control room. There are three Cybermen gathered round a type of standing coffin. <laughs> Okay, it's pretty good. I have to admit, that's, that's a, like a pretty good start, start. A type of standing coffin, like a coffin with legs. <laughs> Cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I, I mean, mean it's wrong to pick a coffin because it's a thing that doesn't stand. So, yeah. like, you so know, you've got any standing... other thing that does stand up is yeah. like that rather than... And a, co a coffin is, is like a cupboard. So it's, yeah. it's, it's basically there's three side men gathered around, around a cupboard. cupboard. Right, OK. <laughs> Well, right. It's not on the props list, is it? That? No, no. Add that's that's one of the list. other small things. <laughs> yes, yeah, a small. Cover. A few other small things. A sarcophagus. <laughs> um, yeah, light sits on the top. Ooh. It's a TARDIS. No, a light sits on the top. It starts to flash. The coffin whirs. It opens out. Inside, we see is a golden-coloured Cyberman. Ah. So this is the, the Cyberlord's sarcophagus or whatever. He is attached by several wires to the inside of the tomb. It's a tomb now. Yeah. Tomb I've of, obviously seen Tomb of the Cyberman. Tomb of the Cyberlord. Next we see the Doctor inside the TARDIS. Mm. He has a long tube quite thick with buttons on it. <laughs> Put it... Put it away, Doctor Who! <laughs> what have you got that what out for? What the hell is that? He has a long tube quite thick with buttons on it. He fiddles with the thing. <laughs> His companion enters the room. What you got there? <laughs> Brilliant. What you got there, Doctor Who? <laughs> 
<laughs> says Jamie. Yeah. This, the doctor pauses as if waiting for a drum roll. <laughs> and you've spent roll like uh, like um, like the roll you get in a film. Yeah. So like waiting for a drum to get a part in this film. <laughs> the doctor pauses as if waiting for a drum roll. Is my supersonic screwdriver. Oh. Oh, thought it might be something interesting. It is interesting. Doesn't sound it. I mean, we've got a screwdriver back home. This isn't just a screwdriver. This is supersonic. It can undo locks. <laughs> yeah, it's a supersonic. Yeah, yeah, a regular screwdriver can't do that. And on this new improved one, I can crack codes and even mend things. Oh, Stephen Moffat's seen this. Yeah, screwdriver. Screwdriver that can mend things. Amazing. Really? Perhaps you could mend the TARDIS then and get me back home? It's not that improved. Besides, <laughs> I don't know what's exactly wrong with it. <laughs> we see the Cybermen's control room again. Again. The golden Cyberman is glowing. Ooh. And the three Cybermen are gathered round a computer. Thousands of alien words are flashing across the screen. One of the Cybermen is typing as well. We see another of the Doctors. Because I don't know which Doctor who's going to be playing it. You know, I'm okay. assuming the BBC are going to make this, and it'll okay. be the present Doctor and our previous, whichever one they can get. Right, Hopefully, okay. Colin Baker. Okay. But you know, but he is... but it's up to you who it is now. Yeah, it's... we see another of the Doctors. He is also in his TARDIS. His companion walks in. When are we going to land, Doctor? We won't be landing. We're going to materialise in about five minutes," <laughs> said John Pertwee, Doctor Who. <laughs> Great. What's it going to be this time, Doctor? Pardon? You know, Daleks, big green ugly monsters, Cybermen. What makes you think we're going to meet any monsters? Well, we always do, don't we? Uh, so, uh, again, here we have you doing that thing that you liked, used to like doing, which is having characters comment on kind of aspects of the show. Right. You know what I mean, like the companion saying, we always get in trouble, we always mm. meet monsters. Every, every week we seem to meet a new monster, or every four weeks, <laughs> you know. Um, I think that that's a, um, something you you like to do. Anything mm. I used to do when I was 13, people think is a good idea now, right. whereas I think it's a terrible idea. <laughs> we see the Cybermen again. This time, again. there are four, though. <laughs> Brilliant. The Cyber Leader has three, joined three them. Three wasn't enough, was it? You know, three no. pointless Cybermen that say nothing and do nothing. <laughs> yeah, the Cyber Leader has joined them, okay, so uh, that's why you need... Right, so how do Cybermen talk? Um, so, well, um, originally they used to they used to be like, mm, I'm a Cyberman, but that's really difficult to understand. Yeah. So then they just started doing Darth Vader impersonations. Like, oh, but like I'm already Tom, doing that as Doctor Who. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How did you do your... You used to do an impression of them in, like... What was that? Yeah, that's yeah. excellent. Oh, oh, I have found the ones from the TARDIS. I have found the ones from the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah, there you go, yeah. Who's that? That was Bane. Oh, well, I started sounding a bit like Bane. Oh, I found the one from the TARDIS. Yes, good. Do Bane. <laughs> okay. I won't be able to keep that for long. Cyber Bane. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, but when will the ultimate Cybermen be completed? <laughs> when will the ultimate Cybermen be completed? So that's the Cyber Leader. Cyber Leader is a kind of um, tired Bane. Right. <laughs> when will the ultimate Cyberman... <laughs> who's, who's that now? I have no idea who that is. What was the voice again? You could do me your impression, your regular impression. OK. Ah, I have found the oh, ones from, from the TARDIS. OK, yeah. Excellent. When will the ultimate Cyberman be completed? According to calculations, he will be complete in 2.5 universal minutes. <laughs> 
Have there been any problems? No complications. This is good. Inform me when he is complete. Well, you're going to be completing 2.5 universal minutes, weren't you listening, you fucking moron? <laughs> no, I yeah, wasn't. He's, he's not got a watch, so he needs someone to tell him. I was having a milkshake. I wasn't listening. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I was having a milkshake. I wasn't listening. He is now. Right. The cy- cyber leader. The cyber leader goes to leave, but the tomb suddenly explodes. Ooh. The Cybermen go to see if the Golden Cyberman has been damaged. The Cyber Leader also goes to see. <laughs> yeah, he goes to see, though. That's spelled S-E-A, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm just oh, going for a little float around now. <laughs> what has happened? He's a fucking... You, who let him be leader? I mean, you were in the room with us. There has been an overcharge of Granithor power. <laughs> <laughs> Granithor! <laughs> yeah. No, it's Thor's grandma. Come from space with a big hammer. Have you left your hammer at home, love? <laughs> oh, grandma, stop embarrassing me. Well, you shouldn't leave your big hammer around <laughs> my kitchen, should you? Granithor. Brilliant. Is that, so I take it that's not a thing. That's something you've invented, right? Yeah, presumably. And when I say a thing, I mean a Doctor yeah. Who thing. I know it's not that's a thing. Hard. That's just me writing hard sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is it's going to be like, a, like 20 pages of dialogue dedicated to what Granny Thor power, power is and how it works. And mm. How is it possible that the Granny Thor power's not working? <laughs> I work very hard on that Granny Thor power. <laughs> you get a plug, it's plug, plugs into space. <laughs> Directly into space. <laughs> yeah, that's how, it, well, that's how <laughs> Granny Thor power works. It's got a plug just plugged into space. Yeah, you haven't understood what hard sci-fi is. Write <laughs> <laughs> an explanation of credit or power. It plugs into space. Right, I've written some hard sci-fi, everyone. <laughs> what has happened? There has been an overcharge of Granithor power. <laughs> damage report. No critical damage. An override in left arm reflex. Mm. An override? An override. Although it's only got one R in override, so it may be a, a viridi. Yes. Suddenly, the golden Cyberman breaks out from its tomb. It blasts the four Cybermen away with ease. Oh, they're all dead. With ease? Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... Let's get fucking loaded, guys. <laughs> Here, have some of this. <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah. <laughs> It then heads towards the computer console and begins typing in a stream of complicated figures and digits. Figures and digits, that's the yeah, same. Figures and digits? Yeah, because that's both for numbers. Figures, it means... Well, not yeah, figures, like space alien Space figures, figures. OK. Yeah. We next see the Time Lords, two of them, watching this very same scene mm. of the Golden Cybermen on a scanner. Oh, a scanner. A, a scanner. scanner in, the, in the 80s, a scanner was like a monitor, right? Yeah. Not uh, not something you scan pictures in with or whatever. When I was younger, scanners were those people that made your head blow up. Yes, actually. yes. Uh, so they're looking at Michael Ironside, yeah, right? Yeah, watching, golden... watching the playback on Michael Ironside. They are wearing their official clothes <laughs> as president and vice president. Oh. And so you see the Cyberman's ultimate has malfunctioned of a kind. It has the power of logical and non-logical thought. Right. So it can be all like, I want a biscuit, I'll go to the biscuit tin. Or it can be all, it can be like, I want a biscuit, penguin sausages, fish and bananas. <laughs> <laughs> it has the power of illogical thought. Not, not illogical comedy. <laughs> not like you're saying, it can do... A... It's surrealism, that's what it, it, it can be a surrealist. 
logical. I think what it's saying is it's it's basically like a thirteen-year-old kid. So yeah, it's like a human. It's got. It's not just a machine. It's not just a robot. Mm. It can think. Yeah. Creatively or whatever. Yeah, which of course they could do anyway. Actually. Yeah. Back then they were there were people with actual brains. So. Right. It's got the power that all fucking Cybermen <laughs> have got, but it's gold. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's what they've said. Yeah. And it is extremely intelligent. It is now on the planet Earth preparing a gigantic drill <laughs> <laughs> to find something or other. <laughs> Which no doubt will be a threat to the whole universe. <laughs> yes. So that's weird, isn't it? So they don't know what he's looking um, for um, or why he's looking for it, but they have no doubt it'll be a threat to the whole definitely universe. Definitely going to be a threat. What if he's just like looking for underground like apples or something? <laughs> he just really likes underground apples, um, also known as potatoes, and he's just got a drill and he's getting some potatoes. Well, no, they're jumping to conclusions, they are, aren't, aren't they? they? They've got the power of jumping. Which no doubt will be a threat to the whole universe. But what are we to do? <laughs> I sent a Time Lord agent after him a week ago. Unfortunately, I have heard nothing from him, so I must assume the worst. So I think we'd better send two of our best agents. So, if you'll... You'll get onto that now, Bollifrey. <laughs> oh, and while you're at it, get a couple of doctors as well. Doctors? Sir! You know, Bollifrey, the renegades... You know, Bollifrey... <laughs> The Renegade. You know Bollifrey. And yeah. um, Stolotype Boy Tardis. Yeah, no, the reason... I, I know that, but the reason I was emphasising no mm. is because you'd underlined the word no. Mm. And therefore, clearly, I had to go, you know Bollifrey. <laughs> uh, that was your di- direction from 13-year-old Howard. Yeah. We see the Doctor. He is lying under the control console. Now, this happened in uh, Siege. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> Should I fix the convenience? Yeah. Control wires are hanging from it, and the doctor keeps pressing buttons oh. on his supersonic screwdriver. His companion stands beside the doctor with a smug. Do you like my smug, Doctor <laughs> Who? It is a lovely smug. So, which one is it? Okay, I it picked is it one. up on the planet of the smugs. Take me home to Smugland. <laughs> Even men's things does it, Doctor Who. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think we should perhaps replace the word mend with ruin or sabotage even. Mm. There is suddenly a loud buzzing noise. The doctor jumps up, banging his head on the control Space console. Space bees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He he crawls out gripping his head. <laughs> <laughs> and checks over the control console. He spots a flashing light. Yeah, hold his head for a moment. I've got to <laughs> yeah. look at something. No wait. Yeah. I'm afraid you'll have to get off now. What? It was only a joke, Doctor Who. I didn't mean it really. Don't worry, my dear. I think maybe that's supposed to be a female companion. Don't worry, my dear Jamie. I'll pick you up later. I'm afraid that the Time Lords are calling me and you cannot come. Why not? Rules! <laughs> Yeah, it says rules. That is the rule of Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, if only, if only it said that is the rule of Doctor Who. I'm going to write it in. Why not? That, that is, is the, the rule, rule of, of Doctor Gallifrey Who. who. <laughs> He's my brother, you know. Yeah, everyone on Gallifrey is my brother. My my proper name is Doctilifrey Who. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, there is a wheezing, groaning sound. Oh, the yeah. TARDIS noise. And <laughs> <laughs> and on some planet or other, the TARDIS materialises. 
<laughs> I just can't be bothered <laughs> to be specific. The doctor, <laughs> the doctor talks to some companion or other in some TARDIS or other about something or other. This, oh, the, the Cyberman has got some plan or other to defeat something or other with something or other, which is probably a de- terrible thing for some universe or other. Uh, the Doctor's companion steps out. The Doctor also steps out. He looks about, sniffs. He then searches through his pockets, brings out some notes and hands them to her. Because <laughs> he wears a skirt. He doesn't know Jamie's a boy. Still. Bye. <laughs> Take care. I'll be back in about five or ten minutes. What? Forget it. Here, take this. The doctor takes a square black box from his pocket and hands it to her. It'll tell me where to find you. The doctor goes back into the TARDIS. TARDIS, yeah. It's the most TARDIS of all TARDISes. The TARDIS. Um, uh, the doctor goes back into the TARDIS. Arm last, so, we ca- so he can wave. The doctor goes into the TARDIS. Arm last, so he can wave. Brilliant. I love the way you write sentences as a kid. Um, What's wrong with that sentence? It's a good sentence. It's just, I mean, Dog it's just... The his arm now, so he can so wave. He can wave. <laughs> his companion waves back as the dematerialises. I think it means TARDIS, mm. not just the arm. Uh, the other... Yeah, no, the arm's left behind because it wasn't inside the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I must stop, stop doing, doing that. that. That's six arms I've lost in the last month. <laughs> I've got to use more David Tennant power, yeah. <laughs> power to get it back. <laughs> Squeeze out another arm, yes. <laughs> so, Howard, there is a gold Cyberman made of gold and yes. causing trouble, right? The Time Lords need to stop that gold Cyberman. What are they going to do? Well, they can't get involved themselves, can they? They're not, they're not. They're not allowed. They're like, oh, I, can't, oh, I can't go to other planets because of this big collar I've got. It gets. Yeah. I can't get through doors. <laughs> yeah. I, I go to another planet. I can't get through passport control yeah. with this big collar on. They won't let me. Yeah. So they're like, oh, but who's a time lord we know yeah. who doesn't wear a big collar? <laughs> and they're yeah. like, well, what about Doctor Who? And they're like, yeah, but he's going to need someone to help him. Mm. What if we get? Who else do we know? Who, what other time lords do we know that don't wear a big collar? Well, actually, John Pertwee does wear a big collar, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, but not, not one that stops him getting through doors. Yes. Not a big stiff collar. Not he a wears a big collar. floppy collar. He wears a floppy collar. He's <laughs> famous for it. All right, so they're all like, well, let's get Doctor Floppy Collar Peatley. <laughs> that is why they call him that. You're absolutely correct. So they're all like, well, what if we get Doctor Who yes. and Doctor Who yes, to help him? And uh-huh. like, even though that breaks all the Time Lord rules and everything, mm-hmm. then we'll be fine. We'll be fine. And they can solve the problem for us. So that's what's going on at the moment. All right, let's, let's see what happens next. Yes, the other Doctor and his companion are leaning against the control console when the buzzing sound rings out and the light begins to flash. The Doctor looks at it, then frowns. Companion? What's up, Doc? Why have you learnt my fucking name yet? <laughs> Bar- well, give me Barbara. Get out of my party. <laughs> yeah. um, you hear that buzzing sound? Oh, space bee. That's going to eat you. <laughs> How, how can I miss it? Well, it's a call from Gallifrey. So? So you have to get off here. Why? Well, the rules are no outsiders may tread on the floors or ground of Gallifrey unless they've been invited. 
So invite her then. <laughs> You've been invited. Yes, but you haven't. <laughs> I'll stay in the TARDIS then. <laughs> uh, um, OK. <laughs> All right. But you better not leave it. Mumbled. How come I never thought of that? Because you're a fucking moron. Yeah. Doctor is an idiot. Stupid tree pig. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> on Gallifrey, we see a corridor lined with black tall posts. Tall black posts, should be. Um, black tall posts. Uh, all right, so uh, we see the president, the vice president, and six guards. Oh, I hope they all say something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They wait for about ten seconds. All right, then... that'll be interesting TV. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Should we ten, just wait for ten seconds? Ten seconds so silence is waiting. Enjoy it, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Then there is a double wheezing. <laughs> groaning sound, okay. That is a comment. Then there's a double wheezing groaning sound and two more tall black posts materialise. Moments later, a tall man steps out of one and a tall woman steps out from the other. Okay, this isn't the doctors. They walk up and greet the party of eight. They all walk off. That was a scene. Oh, wow. um, the ten Time Lords enter a dining room and the two presidents and the man and woman sit down at a dining table. The guards leave the room. Why have you called for us, your highness? <laughs> there is a new threat to the whole universe. The Cybermen have created an ultimate Cyberman. That's the end of that scene. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. We needed to see them tell. Yeah. Uh, tell. Because yeah. otherwise we'd be sitting there watching it going, but, but how does... How does John know? <laughs> who told John? I mean, he's with the guy that knows, but who told him? John, um, <laughs> classic Time Lord name. Yeah. Is it, is it John and... Sarah, wasn't it? Sarah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Probably from Sarah Jane. You just thought it totally different to call her Sarah. Sarah John, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sarah and John. Ah, yeah. Sarah John. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. Well, well noticed. Mm. Okay, so Sarah John Smith. Mm. Um, all right, so I bet well, they are, uh, but they do use that as their surnames as well. Yeah. Out in the corridor of black posts, we see two guards waiting about. An old battered blue police box materialises. The TARDIS. The, the guards walk up to it, examine it, and begin to laugh. Seconds later, the present doctor steps out, hears them laughing. I'll teach you to have a little respect for your elders. Here, take this. The doctor chops both of their shoulders. <laughs> they both fall to the ground. The doctor mutters to himself, insufficient guards. Anyone could Ins get... Insufficient guards? Yeah, because there were two of them and he chopped them. <laughs> On, he chopped their shoulder. That means like, not enough, doesn't it? Insufficient. Like We need more yeah, guards. I think so. Not that they were because, if, because he's only got two uh, two hands, and if there'd been 50 guards there, he, <laughs> he wouldn't have been able to chop all off. their shoulders. Yeah. Unless, he uses, shoulders. unless he used his David Tennant arm grinding power <laughs> yeah, yeah, and grew 50 arms and then yeah. chopped them all. Insufficient arms. There are 50 guards here. Quick, grow more arm power. Hey! Insufficient guards. Anyone could get in here and steal what they want. Yeah, if they have a TARDIS. Yeah, uh, yeah but the only thing that's there is TARDISes, so they need a TARDIS if they want to go there and steal a TARDIS. That's yeah. just exchanging TARDISes. Hmm, now, which way do I go? When was I here last? Hmm, think I'd better wait for those chappies to wake up. Comedy. He needs them now. There is another wheezing, groaning sound, and another battered police box materialises beside the other. Hello! Hello. Hello. Who called in the cavalry? 
What the shit? Yeah, yeah, this is, what the shit? Who called in the cavalry? The cavil me. Who called in the cavil me? <laughs> Inside the other doctor's TARDIS, the other doctor is laying his companion. <laughs> yeah. Down on a type of bed. <laughs> yeah, he is. When he has done this, he speaks. <laughs> in the, the, the doctor is laying his companion down on a type of bed. <laughs> Sex bed. Um, <laughs> regular bed. When he has done this, he speaks. In a second, you will fall asleep and will only wake up when I click my fingers. After all, we wouldn't want you leaving the TARDIS and getting lost on Gallifrey, would we? No, and you can't just tell companions not to, can you? That is that is true. He's, mm. He knows if you tell a companion to stay in the fucking TARDIS, yeah. they will leave it very quickly. He should have chopped her on the shoulder. Yeah. Although not in um, Candle of Ever, where he leaves uh, Jamie and Zoe in the TARDIS, and they stay there because a, a Dalek puts a brick in front of the door. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I mean, that's different, though, isn't it? Yeah. If, the Dalek, if the Daleks put a brick there, yeah, how they did try get and get out, didn't yeah. they? But there was a brick in front of it. Maybe he could have put a brick there. <laughs> yeah, that's what he could he have means. got a Dalek brick and left it there. Yeah. Anyway, you're feeling too sleepy to do that. Much too sleepy. Way too sleepy. His companion's eyes slowly close till she stroke he is asleep. Satisfied. The other one was definitely a girl. Yeah, this one's like we're not sure about. Well, the, the other one was definitely Jamie, so he's like, that's definitely a girl because he's got a skirt on. Right, so this but, one's wearing trousers. But then. sometimes women wear trousers, and the Doctor Who is completely confused. So this is in the trousered one. Yeah, this is a trouser woman. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, satisfied, the Doctor grins and leaves the room she is in. Outside the TARDIS, the Doctor watches as his younger self emerges, and it is his younger self, isn't it? My dear doctor, I'm sorry, do I know you? Concentrate. The doctor closes his eyes. The other doctor then does likewise. Well, well, fancy seeing me here. What a pleasant surprise. <laughs> yes, it is rather, isn't it? Aren't I lucky? Not many people get to meet themselves so often. Yes, I am rather lucky, aren't I? Just out of interest, did I do that? <laughs> the other doctor points and the doctor follows his finger to the bodies of two twitching guards who are beginning to get up. Yes, I'm afraid I did. No change on the temperamental side, then? They were laughing at my TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> they were laughing at my TARDIS. They said it was small and limp. <laughs> Laughing at my TARDIS? Did you punch them one for me as well? <laughs> one for me, yeah. I can just imagine John Pertwee saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't not have done. After all, <laughs> you are I. <laughs> another great, yeah. sentence, another great yeah, Howard said it classic. You couldn't not have. I couldn't not have done. done. After all, all, you are I. I. Of course. How silly of me. Are you calling me stupid? No. Well, well yes. Well, no. Well, of a kind. I was calling myself stupid. Therefore, you were calling me and you stupid. And so was I. See? Simple, really. Oh, I, I do apologise. No need. I already have done. The two guards are now on their feet. They salute. <laughs> Welcome, Doctor. Greetings from the President. Now, if you'd like to follow us... He's not going to mention getting chopped on the shoulder, then. No, no, they're fine with that. Chopping. The guards lead off, and both doctors follow, smiling to themselves, or himself. Doing it in the fucking directions. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> OK, Howard, 
Doctor Who yes. and Doctor Who oh, yeah. have both separately basically got rid of their companions. Yeah, Doctor Who has left his companion on a planet yeah. somewhere and Doctor Who has drugged his companion <laughs> in the TARDIS, yeah. right? I mean, that's what uh, he's famous yeah, for that. He's roofied his companion. Yeah, he's always getting him in. And left him, stroke her, asleep yeah. in the TARDIS. And they've both arrived on Gallifrey for this big meeting with the Time Lords. Yeah, right? where they're going to pick up two new companions who are <laughs> less good. All right, so let's find out what happens on Gallifrey. We see the four Time Lords <laughs> sitting at the dining table. Table. They, table. they are eating Crisps. something. Something. <laughs> they are eating something, something. or other, probably <laughs> something or other. They are yeah. eating something. So this golden Cyberman is searching for something on the planet Earth. Earth. Boring little planet in the year the Cyberlord has landed in 1992, I think. And you wish us to discover his plans and report back here. Correct. You'll probably be needing false identifications, so here you are. The Vice President hands them both a passport. They look at the passport. Yeah, they'll need a passport if they're kind of like flying in in TARDIS, won't they? Joke coming up. Woman. So, I am David Jones, age 32. What? Here, give them to me. The Vice President grabs the passport, swaps them round and hands them back to the two Time Lords. There you go. So now, I am Sarah Fitzgerald. Very strange, but the Sarah is more recognisable. I had a friend once called Sarah from the fourth galaxy. She was a rill. Is that a thing? There were rills in the in Galaxy 4. Okay. She was a rill. Now, I come to think of her, she wasn't really my friend. Didn't come from the fourth galaxy either. <laughs> what a shit. Wasn't a rill, wasn't a woman, and wasn't called Sarah. Sarah. Is it Sarah there then? No, it's Sarah, but I'm, I don't know. My, uh, my, uh, my. What about David Jones? David Jones is not David John, Jones is, is the it? man. Yeah. Um, so, so I am now this David Jones. I do not like this name. Oh, right. I wish to be called um, John. <laughs> that is also an Earth name, is it not? Yeah, but we've got a passport made with yes, David Jones on yeah. it. Yes. Okay. You will now be called John Jones. Though it does sound very strange. I will change the passport later on. It's a brilliant scene. <laughs> totally. Just it's amazing. Fucking it's, hell. Why does he want to be called John? What the shit? hell, mate. Yeah, just do it. What does it matter? Just go to Earth and stop the typing lord from drilling for something or other. <laughs> yeah, stop worrying about whether you're called David or John. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go and change the passport for you. It took us yeah. ages to get yeah. those made, though. It'll take about four years. Yeah. <laughs> Got to go to Earth and do it. Yeah, why do they need passports, anyway? They're going to arrive at border control. Is yeah. that the idea? They're going to land at the airport. Hi, we're from space. I, I, I mean, Spain. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, so that's the thing. It says it says passport, but it doesn't say, like, British passport. Hmm. So it's probably just a Gallifrey <laughs> passport. Why don't they put their own names on it? Yeah, then? you'd think so. Um, so... Now, on to more vital points. You will go to Great Britain. Yeah, because... Uh, because it, that's the most important part of, uh, of Earth. There you go. Go straight to London. King's Cross Station. Oh, I've heard of that. He's yeah, totally. probably on the Monopoly board. The Cyberlord is somewhere near there. <laughs> okay, okay, so in like the busiest part of London, um, there's a Cyberlord with a big drill and no one's noticed. <laughs> you will meet the Doctor in a cafe called Jimmy's. <laughs> who is the Doctor? Well, and who's Jimmy? <laughs> well, they... They? Do you mean to say you have broken the rule of no meeting yourself? 
And it, it's got that in um, quotation marks. You mean to say you've broken the rule of no meeting yourself? The famous no meeting yourself rule. <laughs> but that's a Time Lord rule. Uh, well, Mohammed the... came down from the Time Lord mountain. Rule one. Mo- Mohammed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> he came down and he wrote... Moses, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, had a, he had a tablet. And it said, no meeting yourself. No meeting yourself. Rule no one, one, no meeting yourself. Rule two, no selfing your meat. <laughs> Why does one of the Time Lords want to be called John so much? What's the Cyberlord drilling for in King's Cross? Is it trains? What's the punishment for breaking the rule of no meeting yourself? Is it selfing your meat? What's later in the world? What's later in the world? Thank you for listening to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. If you're a member of our Facebook group, which is called The Worst Writer in the World, then you may have noticed we've been asking a few questions recently. For example, we said, uh, we all know that when Howard watched the Doctor Who movie, he cried and rang his dad. (laughs) We all know that, okay? So tell us about a time that a TV show made you cry. What about you first? Me? TV show made you cry? I know that movies have movies. I know oh that yeah, Miss Congeniality, yeah. Miss Congeniality, and Brigsby Bear, and Brigsby Bear famously. Yeah, yeah. I can write most things. Though, so I mean, it's, it's yeah. not. It's but not... you don't always ring your dad. No, that's true. <laughs> that's what made the, that was the distinction that the Doctor yeah. Who movie had. You cry at everything, like absolutely <laughs> every movie you watch. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was almost crying earlier when we were watching Attack of the Clones. was <laughs> <laughs> such such boredom, and it was so painful. Yeah, it's like it's like being in a Clockwork Orange, isn't it? Where they've got, got his yeah. eyes fixed open, and he's forced yeah. to watch terrible things. Absolutely, but I, I bet what he had to watch wasn't nearly as boring, and didn't have Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Um, I don't cry often and that's why I think that's why I like to tell the stories of things like Brigsby Bear and Miss Congeniality I'm happy that the things I cry at tend to be the things that you shouldn't cry at you know Mm -hmm. but the reason is I think for both of them the reason is because it's always happy endings that get me Mm. and it tends to be at a time when I'm when I'm weakened in some way yeah I mean when I was watching Doctor Who I was getting punched (laughs) at the time (laughs) Being punched by a big man, yeah. and that was like, oh, yeah, poor, poor McGann's name was. Yeah, and I was like, I don't, don't think I like this new Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, and then he held a gun to my head and said, "Call your dad, <laughs> call him now." Wow, this story's taken on a whole new disturbing uh, thing. Paul McGann is fucking insane. <laughs> That's why he kissed a woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and now he is one. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a second. Or so, what? Yeah. No, I mean you know he's recently regenerated into a woman. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. that so what goes around comes around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, swings around about. Yeah. All right. So Ryan Scully says when my friend Gary was three, yeah, he went to watch a live sooty show at, <laughs> at Brighton Pier. It ended with the titular bear taking a rocket to the moon and, as an enthused Matthew Corbett encouraged the children to wave a heartfelt goodbye, Gary burst into tears under the belief that he would never see Sooty again. <laughs> <laughs> ben Shillito says, 
Dimensions in Time, the 30th anniversary, <laughs> Children in Need, Doctor Who stroke EastEnders crossover made my eyes water a bit when Sylvester McCoy was in 3D. All right, now I don't remember that well, so what does he mean? I, I know what he's talking about, but I don't remember it. It's in, it's in 3D. Oh, so it was a 3D. It wasn't like it was, it was like until Sylvester McCoy, like at one moment, Sylvester McCoy suddenly went into 3D Sylvester and McCoy jumped out of Ben Shirto's TV show. started punching him, telling him to phone his dad. <laughs> no wonder he cried. Yeah. Well, that's it. No! It's over. It's over for another week, but no! we will be back with part two Hooray! next Monday. No, oh, but I'll tell you what, wait, Howard. In the meantime, yeah, in the, like while I wait a whole week yeah, for episode two, time. all I've got is rubbish other podcasts to oh, listen God, to. Oh, God, not those other podcasts. <laughs> oh, my God, they're so, they're so dumb. I hate the people that host I w- them. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Right. I wish I had more us to listen to. I love like us. Another worst writer show. Oh yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah I tell you yeah, what. Yeah. I, I tell you what. I really wish a really yeah. long episode. A long one, yeah. A really long, more than two hour long episode. Maybe one with a pig in. One <laughs> with a, a time pig in. <gasps> oh, what if there was one called Time Pig? Oh my God. Where we read your choose your own adventure books that you wrote when you were a kid. Would thing exist? It does exist. <gasps> and now, yeah. as a special one off offer from now until the end of time, you can get it <laughs> totally for free. Oh my God! I get it for free. Free if you go to manbycow.com forward slash time pig you can listen to it absolutely free right now or later it's up to you I mean you know do what you want right I've got it <laughs> was it good did you enjoy it oh it's so good okay brilliant alright and we will see you next week bye bye everybody bye bye milk goodbye milk he's a stupid suck ass rubbish writer yeah.